Welcome back to BetQL Daily. <clears throat> Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Ryan Horvat here with you. Again, revisiting our top story here. The Angels make a massive trade for Lucas Giolito, and he is in Toronto and will start for the Angels tomorrow. And the Angels have a doubleheader against the Tigers. Make sure to check out our podcast uh, for our takes on that. But let's go ahead and look ahead to the rest of today's MLB card. And it is a small one, Joe. We've got the Nationals and Mets. Talked about that before. Uh, Cubs at Cardinals and Guardians at White Sox. Uh, Which of these three games do you want to start with? Uh, Let's start with the White Sox and Guardians. And the season-long numbers have not been good on Dylan Cease. And he's a guy that there have been reports that he's an untouchable, but I don't think anybody, if you're the White Sox, should be an untouchable, maybe if they get the right offer that he gets dealt. So maybe this is uh, his last start as a White Sox. But over the last couple of months, he's been really strong. He's looking like the old Dylan Seas. And that includes one blow-up start a couple of ago. But over the last two months, nine starts, ERA of three, two, six, eight, fifth. 70Ks, 18 walks. And the Guardian starter, our favorite in Major League Baseball, Bebe, uh, he's been red hot of late. Last five starts, a 1-2-1 ERA, a 2-7-4 fifth. So uh, I'm looking at the under guys, uh, under 8.5 for the Guardians and Sox. How about you, Horvath? Yeah, so we're going to be on the same game here. Uh, completely agree with everything you said about Dylan Cease. I think he's probably the closest thing the Sox have right now to untouchable. But, I mean, if you get the right offer, you're not winning anytime soon. Um, coming off one of his better outings, you know, last time he saw Minnesota, gave up only one run in six innings. Still, you know, didn't pick up the win. Got a uh, no decision in that one. But, yeah, I like uh, Tanner Beebe today. Bybee today, he completed uh, seven shutout innings, like you just said, against the Phillies. The last five outings. offensively I mean they've scored four or fewer runs in four of their last five games they're in free fall right now we see it they're sellers at the deadline they just moved out from Giolito they've dropped two of their last three series and they're three and seven in their last 10 games so um even money I'm going to take a small little shot with Cleveland here and I do like the under look as well yeah, I don't have a play for this game, but I definitely like uh, the approaches that both of you guys have in this one. I want to talk about the watch party game uh, that, Horby, you will be uh, play a massive part of and will be buying drinks for everyone at, uh, specifically yeah. the Nats and the Mets. And I would love to figure out sort of a way to study this, and I will need some time to acquire data and figure out how to play with it and all that good stuff. But I think it's safe to say that Josiah Gray – uh, has one of the larger arsenals of uh, pitches out there going in Major League Baseball. And when you have a lot of different effective pitches, like it's you're not just relying on the four-seamer and slider. You're not just relying on the curveball or breaking balls, whatever. But you have, say, six to seven to eight pitches that you can go to, and all of them can be effective at one time or another. If you've got that big of a repertoire – then oftentimes that means that you can go deeper into ball games. Meanwhile, Kodai Singa on the bump for the Mets, uh, he's certainly been great as of late, some fantastic numbers that he's put up, and perhaps it's possible that he's the most reliable Mets starting pitcher uh, going right now. The total is nine. It's not a massive number, but it's, it's a decently sized number here. I think the under at minus 105 is a good approach here, Joe. Yeah, uh, 
that that makes sense to me. Uh, Horvi, are you going to have some action on it while while? this one. Oh, is he dead too? How many people are we killing off? Uh, no? <laughs> R.I.P. Or is he frozen? He's oh, gone he's too! Okay. See, it wasn't just Amazing. me last second. <laughs> that QL Daily Roulette. What yeah, right? <laughs> you're, you're next, Ed. <laughs> watch out. Watch your back. This is the worst game of Russian Roulette we've ever played. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, there's only one other game left that, and we have not That's hit on Cubs it. Cards. And, uh, <laughs> Cubs cards. I the Cubs are playing well. It wasn't looking pretty early with how Strowman was getting beat around, but uh, it was funny. We we talked a lot about his ground ball rate. He was inducing ground balls. They were just finding the right spots. That's why the Sox got out to the lead before the Cubs came back. But now the Cubs, uh, many expecting them to make some deals here. They've won seven of eight, and the offense has looked good of late. Justin Steele just faced the Cardinals on Friday, nine punchouts, only one walk. And then Michaelis, uh, he was he was beat up in his last start against the Cubs. Gave up 11 hits over five innings, five runs. Uh, I'm going back to the Cubs well again. They're, they're slight, slight underdogs, pretty much a pick them here. Uh, minus 105, I like the Cubs to win again. Yeah, uh, if you guys have me here, I'm going to actually uh, roll with yeah. you, Joe. I think – we, we got the Cubs right now playing some decent baseball, and it's Justin Steele day, so it's like the only time of the week where I feel com- confident uh, back in the Cubs here. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at a strikeout prop, and earlier on this morning, this was actually plus money, a little bit over even money, and it was Justin Steele over 5.5 Ks. He's been great this season. I mean, you look at the record, 10-3, and three, he's got a 2.95 ERA, but the strikeouts, he's averaging about 5 per game, 5.3 strikeouts per game, but his last five starts, he struck out at least six batters four times. Two of those starts did come against the Cardinals. So you worry maybe there's a little bit of regression, but I'm just going to go back to the well here. Over five and a half Ks, he's hit this the last two times against St. Louis and five of the last six, or I'm sorry, four of the last five. So Cubs for me, Justin Steele over five and a half strikeouts. Good stuff, good stuff. So let's move on now uh, because, again, and you know, sort of alluded to this uh, with the Sean Payton quote in our last segment, but it does seem like that professional athletes, professional coaches, they are a lot more careful now than they've ever been as far as what they say to the media because it's all about PR campaigns and not losing money for saying something silly, whatever it is. I'm reminded, and in fact, I was reminded of this yesterday, of uh, one of the great quotes of all time uh, from Mookie Wilson when he said, when I'm in a slump, I comfort myself by saying, if I believe in dinosaurs, then somewhere... They must be believing in me. And if they believe in me, then <laughs> I can believe in me. And then I bust out. It's hard to find baseball players who are going to say something that enlightening, that entertaining. Because again, everybody's just so careful. Stakes are raised as far as every at bat, things like that. And then you're dealing with emotions, all of those things. And so, yeah, you know, we get wistful about the good old days, but it is refreshing when in today's game, we do see somebody saying something honest and something entertaining. And Joey Votto very much did that when he was talking to Christopher Mad Dog Russo. A couple yeah. of months ago, you said that Zach Greinke and I are a hall of very good ballplayers. I think Zach and I would agree. You may be right. But I get the gist of what's going on here. I know what you're doing. 
you're looking down on us. A couple small market Midwest ball players, just because we're not big city, just like you, Mr. New York City, Sirius XM radio star, Mr. National Television, ESPN star, with your Fifth Avenue ties and your crisp pocket squares, your tailored suits and your polished shoes and your hair, your perfectly coiffed Broadway hair. Must be nice to sit atop that Madison Avenue ivory tower looking down on us with those luscious locks. Not everyone can be the next Roger Peckinpah, Mad Dog. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're a disgrace. Like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, who's the I'm Roger Peckinpah of BeckQL? <laughs> if he wants to, that he cut that promo perfectly. Didn't hesitate. All off. I don't know if maybe he wrote some of it out, but and practiced it. But what a move! Love Joey Votto. That was terrific. Hala very good? Yes, I'm not even going to ask his mad dog insane because I know he is. I don't know why he's, he has a daily show on MLB Network with some of his takes uh, just 30 years from yesteryear. But I don't, I don't buy that at all. Hala very good? No way. He's six-time All-Star. He has an MVP. He finished second once in the another MVP, third another time. Top six a couple more times. I think he's in, don't you guys? Joey Votto? Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely yeah. think he's in. Yeah. But, I mean, I th- that was great, by the way. I get where Mad Dog – you know, Mad Dog, I mean, I think a lot of it now is just like that's his shtick, right? Like there's a reason why Mad Dog – and I don't want to say anything bad because, like, there's a reason why, you know, most of us have jobs. I feel like you only say that, though, if you're from New York, yeah. if you're from the East Coast. Like, I wasn't listening to Mike and the Mad Dog in, in the early 90s in Chicago. But, obviously, you know, they're legends. He's a legend in the game. But I feel like the way that he stays relevant now, you know, he's on there with Stephen A. Smith, is you got to say the craziest stuff. Like, for example, J.J. Redick. Everybody loves J.J. Redick at ESPN. All he does is he just goes on the broadcast and he's like, no, you guys are crazy. LeBron still has it. No, you guys are crazy. You know, Devin Booker's still one of the best players in the league. All he does is just tell it like the way it is. He just doesn't throw a crazy hot take. And everybody's like, man, J.J. Redick, he just tells it the way it is. He's the real deal. I mean, but uh, I love Joey Votto. Do you think he's serious? Do you think he's like seriously pissed off about this? Or do you think it's just like no. he doesn't really care? No, no he doesn't care. It's, yeah. it's complete shtick, and it's awesome. And his, but, but it's smart. Like he, his point is dead on. Same numbers, same accomplishments on the East Coast, um, maybe a larger market on the West Coast. Yeah. That, that's a different opinion. Nothing's changed, right? And so then, oh, you're not a winner. You haven't won. It's a bunch of garbage. You know, what about Greinke? Cy Young. Two ERA titles, six-time All-Star. Is Granky in? I mean, think of him in his prime and longevity. <laughs> He's been pitching for 20 years. 20. Well, really quick, really quick, going back to the Joey Votto thing. I hate the knock. He's not a winner. Like, I hate when – I don't even like the World Baseball Classic Mike Trout jokes. Like, oh, this is the only time you'll see Mike amazing. Trout in the postseason. He's not a winning yeah. player. Like, he's a baseball player. Like, he does his one-ninth, right? Like, he's going to get four at-bats, maybe five at-bats at most. He's going to play the field. 
it's not like basketball where LeBron James could just take over in the fourth quarter. Michael Jordan's could just take over in the fourth quarter. Baseball is a little bit different. So I don't think you could look at Joey Votto's career and judge off wins or postseason success. Like he played in a smaller market. So like you said, if you put Joey Votto, you know, if he's a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Yankees and you look at his resume, you look at the stats, I think he's a Hall of Famer. And this isn't even a discussion. Yep. The generalists out there who have to cover different sports or talk about different sports, I think there's this trap that we apply the same standards for Hall of Fame candidacy from basketball to baseball to football. And the honest-to-goodness truth is, and, and Horvey, you alluded to it already, a baseball player only has so much control over the ball club's outcome compared with, say, a quarterback or a running back, or a wide receiver, whatever it is. Now, if you are a quarterback, even though I don't like using wins as criteria for a Hall of Fame status or whatever, it's still something that I think is a little bit more relevant than, say, a baseball player's you know, ball club outcome, whatever it is. So, you know, you can't, you can't apply the same standards from one sport to the next. You do have to adjust accordingly. And I think oftentimes folks will fall into that trap when they're being asked to talk about so many different players and so many different teams and so many different sports that sometimes it's hard to sort of discern what specifically makes Joey Votto great and why you can't tell the story of baseball without him. I hope Votto's doing something in the public eye when he's done. Mm-hmm. Because he, if he's in a booth somewhere, if he's in a studio, he's he's on a very short list of people you would go out of your way to watch or pay attention to, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, with that personality, yeah. I mean, I'm so sick. I, I mean, I'm so sick of the A Rod and Derek Jeter reunion that feels like we do every other week now. <laughs> I mean, God. you know, you got they big poppy. You think K, of his personality, cast, right? They're still trying with that Michael K and A Rod thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are. And and any big event now that involves baseball, we got to put A Rod and and Jeter next to each other. It's like we get it. They didn't like each other. Jeter still hates A Rod. All A Rod wants is Jeter's approval. Jeter's never going to give it to him. But Joey Votto is exactly <laughs> what we need. Like you, we want the game. You know, we're growing the game. We want to refresh it. Mm-hmm. We want to build a younger audience. That's the way to go, man. You got Joey Votto cutting WWE promos on Major League Baseball Network. I'm in. And as we embrace sabermetrics, we look at Derek Jeter very differently uh, than we did, say, several years ago during his era. Yeah, there's some great dazzling plays that we can point to with Jeter, but in terms of what today's baseball fan really loves and craves, I don't know if they're looking back upon the 2000 Yankees uh, the same way that, you know, we do, say, you know, some more modern teams that were built in more sabermetric kind of ways. And so not to take anything away from the importance of Derek Jeter in telling the game of baseball, telling that story, but the significance just isn't there anymore. And, you know, at some point, at some point we do need to update these things. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's coming up right here on the BetQL Network.